0: Welcome to Hancock Talks, your source for insights about life insurance trends and opportunities with a focus on tactics that can help drive your sales. This podcast is for financial professional use only. It is not intended for use with the public. This material is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide advice. The opinions and views expressed in this podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of John Hancock. Please listen to the important disclosures at the end of this podcast. Now let's get started with John Hancock's Vice President of Sales Enablement and your host, Karen Egan.
1: Welcome to Hancock Talks and thanks for being with us. I'm excited to have Caroline Brooks, Head of Advanced Markets and Council here at John Hancock with me today. Caroline will share with us how using a client's Form 1040 can be a catalyst for some important planning conversations. Welcome, Carly. Thanks for having me, Karen. Well, tax season for 2021 has come to an end. I think for most of us on April 18th. And with that, many clients have spent time, you know, they're preparing and filing their taxes. What are some lessons from tax season that you can share?
2: It's a great question, Karen. I think tax season always reminds us, or at least reminds me of the rush to planning. Many of us are feverishly looking at tax season and we have a very singular focus in mind, which is trying to get the largest tax refund possible. And for business owners and other clients, options like funding retirement plans are still on the table up until the tax filing deadline. But as a whole, the Form 1040 holds many different little secrets about our clients' finances. But what's astounding to me is that because we're so focused on the refund, which in my opinion is only one aspect of the planning, we could miss important things about our clients' finances. And what we want to talk about today is how your Form 1040 is so much more than just filing taxes.
1: You know, I was thinking of all of the commercials, you know, that we see around tax season, whether it's for tax planning software with, you know, those slogans like getting you the most out of your refund, you know, as well as, you know, you see these ads for like furniture companies wanting, wanting you to take your refund and, and spend it on their products. Many consumers do focus mainly on the refund. And why do you feel that approach is,
2: is misleading? Well, first and foremost, getting a large refund is not necessarily a great strategy. If you get a large refund, what that means is that you're giving your hard-earned money to the IRS and saying, IRS, hold on to this for a year for me. And don't pay me any interest. So you're basically giving money to the IRS to hold on to and not getting any interest on that. Once it's returned to you in the form of a refund, I recently saw an analogy about how it's similar. If as if you were to go to a business and give them a hundred dollars for An item that costs one dollar it's not like you're getting a refund of 99 dollars. that was your money to begin with so not a great strategy so one of the first tips that i would encourage everyone to consider is to take a look at your historical refunds and if they're large and they occur often it might be helpful to review and adjust accordingly the other thing and, and i think this is an important focus would be to not hone in just on the refund because again that's simply the money you get back but look at that total taxes paid number. So look at the entire amount of taxes that you paid for the year. And that can be found on the form 1040 on line 24. And that's the number that as financial professionals looking at our clients form 1040s, we really want to hone in on. So what is that total amount of taxes that our clients are paying in each year? And the number can be shocking. You know, I know when I
1: look at that number, it really shines a light, not just on what might be owed or what I can get as a refund. But what ultimately I'm paying in taxes, you know, and and that's that's only the federal taxes. It doesn't include state and other taxation that might be applicable. So so how can we use that number to start conversations about tax diversification?
2: Yeah. So Form 1040 at, at a first glance, it's just numbers on a page. But as you point out, when you really take the time to go line by line, you'll discover it has a lot of stories that it can tell us about our clients' finances. So when we talk about tax season and tax planning in general, for the most part, that, that typically feels very reactive. We're focusing in on today and now and how do we get the max amount refunded. But what we really need to be thinking about is how to change that mindset and use things like the Form 1040 as as a tool to be proactive about tax planning. So again, going back to that amount on line 24, the total amount paid, total amount of taxes paid, What does that show us? While it shows us the sum of total taxes a client paid, what we really want to be asking is, what does that tell us? So it's helpful to know how much we're paying, but why does that matter? So if you say to your client, are you happy with that number or would you want to find ways to more proactively plan to reduce income taxes or to diversify investments more efficiently, that's where the conversation can grow into something much more meaningful, and it becomes a discussion on tax diversification, which then leads to discussions, planning discussions about the future.
1: All right. So what are some of the other items on the 1040 that uncover you know, life and long-term care needs specifically?
2: There is so much information on the Form 1040. So from the number of dependents that a client might have to the status that they file, um, you know, whether they're married or single those all of those different things they can open the door to conversations on various protection needs that might arise so for example if you compare last year's tax returns to this year's tax return and look at changes to income That can lead to conversations around the need for income replacement. We might also want to see what kind of debt does the client have? So for example, mortgage interest often appears on Schedule A. If that client has mortgage interest and has an outstanding mortgage, what would happen if something were to happen to one of the spouses if it's a married couple? Is there a need for income replacement to help cover some of the the obligations under the mortgage expense? So a a lot of different things we can see there. Additionally, looking at capital gains and dividends, that gives us a really good sense of what a client's investment portfolio might contain. And as you're having those conversations with clients, trying to see if that's being allocated in the most efficient manner possible.
1: Well, we know that retirement planning and security are front of mind for many clients, particularly as we're living longer and we have many unknown risks such as the impact of rising inflation on purchasing power, increased income taxes, and the cost of healthcare and long-term care today. What can the 1040 tell us as it relates specifically
2: to retirement planning? Great question. First, if a client's contributing to retirement plans, you can see that through the 1040. So on lines 15 and 19, for example, that's gonna tell you if the client's contributing to an IRA or to a qualified plan. Even more telling, if those line items are blank, that's going to open the door for an opportunity to really ask discovery questions about retirement planning. So either way, if they're either contributing or you find that those items are blank, it's a good time to be having a conversation with clients about what their plans are for retirement and are they taking advantage of, of different options that might be available. We also know that high earning clients are limited in the amount that can be contributed to qualified plans and IRAs and they aren't gonna be eligible for a tax credit for those contributions either. So you might have a situation where a client is contributing, they're maxing out their contributions, but they might have an additional need for tax efficient retirement savings options. And actually, Karen, on your W-2, you can see what's being contributed to a 401k. So that's just another example of how to uncover retirement gaps or opportunities. Another really telling figure on the Form 1040 can be found on lines 4A, 4B, and 4C. This is where you see information about IRAs, pensions, and annuities. Here you can see if the client is taking IRA distributions or if they're receiving annuity payments. So if you have a client that's retired and they're receiving IRA distributions, it can be really helpful to understand what they're using those distributions for. Many high net worth clients, as we know, are required to take required minimum distributions, they're taking those RMDs, but they may not need them for their current retirement income needs. And so for those individuals, if they're taking RMDs and not using them for current expenditures, that can really open the door to conversations on potentially repositioning assets to achieve different planning needs and goals.
1: Well, the 1040 and those applicable schedules, you know, they're filled with information for financial professionals to discuss with their clients regarding their needs. What about
2: business owner clients specifically? Another great question. And we talk frequently on this podcast about planning for business owners. Business owners have so many unique and additional needs to solve for. So, whether it's business succession planning or setting up needs to plans to help retain and reward key employees, perhaps it's the business owner's own estate or retirement plans, a lot of different competing priorities and objectives. And, business owners, I think, in particular, really feel the impact of taxes and are often looking to see, how does that cost impact my bottom line? And so they're trying to save on taxes wherever possible. And also business owners typically have to pay quarterly tax bills as well. So they're going to be very open to hearing about opportunities to protect their business. So through the 1040, if you see that the client is a business owner, that's going to open the conversation for a number of different, different insurance conversations.
1: All right. Well, let's shift gears a bit and talk about tax efficiency and life insurance in general. You know, you and I often talk about how the majority of consumers aren't aware of the tax benefits of life insurance. You know, there was a recent stat by Limmer that shed light on this. So, so what would you say is, you know, a message to take away about that?
2: It's a really important point that you make. And Unfortunately, consumers are unaware of the tax advantages of life insurance. Many consumers don't even realize that a life insurance death benefit is received income tax free. Um, We know that life insurance is a unique and valuable asset in the sense that the death benefit is tax free. We also see cash value that's grown tax-deferred and distributions can be accessed income tax-free. So very unique in terms of something that a client might want as part of their overall portfolio. But of course, there's formalities that have to be followed, such as the policy can't be a mech for distribution access. But generally speaking, for clients who need protection coverage, as well as to cover other risks such as retirement needs or long-term care, After you meet with the client and review their goals, we find that in many of these cases, life insurance can be a very complementary solution that enhances their overall financial plan. Well, Carly, thank you so much for spending time with
1: us today. I know there is so much more that we just don't have the time to get into, you know, charitable planning and other things. What are some parting words for our audience?
2: Well, as always, thank you so much for having me on, Karen. I I always enjoy the opportunity to do the Hancock Talks shows with you. Um, But again, today I think is, is exciting for me because the Form 1040 is really a treasure trove of information. And our listeners should really take that information and try to see sort of what that means for each individual client. And you'll find in many cases that it can lead to some really meaningful discussions around planning. So I would encourage our listeners to reach out to our Advanced Markets Group at John Hancock, we have a recently updated 1040 guide. And so this is a comprehensive form 1040 client guide that really walks through each line item on the 1040 and some of those applicable schedules. And it goes into depth on some of the stuff that we talked about today and will really help to lay out some of the opportunities and ways that you can use the 1040 for so much more than just filing taxes. So again, thank you, Karen. Always appreciate the opportunity to be on the show.
1: And we appreciate you joining us for this episode of Hancock Talks. For more resources on today's topic and access to more information about how to grow your insurance business, visit jhsaleshub.com. And don't forget, download and subscribe to the show to get new episodes as they become available. Thanks for
0: listening. Any discussion of features, values, or benefits are not guaranteed and may be subject to change. Life insurance death benefit proceeds are generally excludable from the beneficiary's gross income for income tax purposes. There are few exceptions, such as when a life insurance policy has been transferred for valuable consideration. Loans and withdrawals will reduce the death benefit and the cash surrender value and may cause the policy to lapse. Lapse or surrender of a policy with the loan may cause the recognition of taxable income. Withdrawals in excess of the cost basis premiums paid will be subject to tax and certain withdrawals within the first 15 years may be subject to recapture tax. Additionally, policies classified as modified endowment contracts may be subject to tax when a loan or withdrawal is made. A federal tax penalty of 10% may also apply if the loan or withdrawal is taken prior to age 59 and a half. Cash value available for loans and withdrawals may be more or less than originally invested. Withdrawals are available after the first policy year. This material does not constitute tax, legal, investment, or accounting advice and is not intended for use by a taxpayer for the purposes of avoiding any IRS penalty. Comments on taxation are based on current tax law as of the time we produce the material. Life insurance products are issued by John Hancock Life Insurance Company, USA, Boston Mass, 02116, not licensed in New York and John Hancock Life Insurance Company of New York, Valhalla, New York, 10595. This recorded material may have been recorded to support the promotion or marketing of the topics addressed in this recorded material. Individuals interested in the topics discussed should consult with independent professionals to examine legal, tax, accounting, or financial aspects of these topics. MLINY 033-122-770-1